Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by McMillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. On the program today, we're focusing on ways to protect retirement income. And for many families, a key to doing that is transferring the family business successfully. As Melanie Grant and Roland Lequie with McMillan Estate Planning explain, transferring a business to the next generation can be a big challenge, which takes time and requires a lot of good planning. To protect your business so that you amplify it in the value and also mentor those people that will take it over. But it's time. Time for people to come up to the same level as that you may be at. And it depends who you're succeeding the business to. Is it a family member? Is it a key employee? Or is it an outside third party? The way you structure a transaction is going to be very heavily dependent on who you're succeeding the business to. There's, there's very different interests involved. For example, a third party, you may be looking to maximize the value and get cash. Um, certainly, you don't want to have your, your future tied to the, to the wings of a company that you don't have a relationship with any longer. Whereas if the transition is to a family member, you might still be involved in a longer-term transition, uh, retaining voting control in some areas, and having your retirement income paid out over a longer period of time. So to you, Melanie, and to you, Roland, I would ask the question, how do you, as specialists in this field, how then exactly do you see your role in helping families and family businesses succeed in these areas? Well, I hope to provide clients with the right questions to ask themselves when they're doing their plan. Because we've had the opportunity to work on so many different files, work with so many different families from numerous backgrounds, cultures, businesses. That wisdom that we've been able to obtain from these clients, we like to share with our clients and ask really good, important questions. And so we always try and get at the underlining issues, ensuring that family dynamic is protected and it's not lost or caused upheavals because of a business or money or that kind of thing. It's also critical to have an experienced professional that can take the reins as sort of a quarterback in the process, that knows what the pitfalls are in areas of law, in areas of tax, in areas of family dynamics. Because a lawyer on their own often doesn't have that component of the, of the family dynamic uh, approach. Or an accountant who may very, be very good at the tax side of the transition, but also not be looking at it from the from the necessary legal perspective in terms of maintaining voting control in certain scenarios. I have a wonderful uh, case study to share. This family came in to see us about 10 years ago, and he had built a business, been in business for 50 years. His daughter worked in the business, his son did not. And when he was looking at transitioning the business and how he would distribute his assets uh, if he was to pass, um, the business was going to go to the daughter because she worked in the business and the son would receive a cash settlement. And the daughter was working in the business and they were hoping throughout their retirement that she would take it over. So Sherry asked them, have you had these conversations with your children? Well, no, we just assume that this is what they want. And Sherry asked, could I have a session with them to ask what's sentimental to them within your family estate? And so upon having these interviews with the children, the daughter expressed that she didn't have any interest in the business, 
at all. She only went there because she got to spend time with her dad. The son, on the other hand, was very adamant that he inherited the business. And we asked, well, you don't work in the business. He said, but I have an MBA. I have the ability to run it. I've just never been approached by dad. So we had another family session where we discussed all these expectations and desires. And it's turned out that the son has come back to Calgary working in the business. He's grown the business because of his business acumen. The daughter's exceptionally happy because now not only does she get to spend time with dad and her brother, but now she receives the cash settlement. And so the son's desire of ensuring that family name, that family legacy be passed on, the only way we could come to that is by discovering through interviews and conversations so we could meet those expectations. So perhaps we could summarize. What are the keys to achieving family harmony alongside business harmony? It seems very, family business harmony, it seems very possible. If I could share, I think somebody needs to maintain control. Um, It's usually the parent group because they've built it, it's their asset base. When you give control away, oftentimes, that's where sometimes expectations change, desires change, other factors come into play. Spouses that are married to your children, um, economic shifts in the economy may impact it, which causes stress on the family. So all these types of things can have a huge bearing on the success of that transition of that business. So good communication, revisiting that plan. Is it working? What's not? Let's fix it. And then also taking into account what's new in legislation and tax law that we can amplify that asset base, not only just for the parent base, but also for the next generation. Truly, uh, the process is important. It is. Again, critical element of that is knowing who the transition is going to be to. Is it a family member or is it a third party? The way that you forecast for this and and structure it is going to be very different, but the critical element is knowing the expectations. Succession planning pays and in fact is a vital aspect of helping families protect their retirement. And yet with many family business and farm owners planning for retirement in the next decade, most of them do not have a comprehensive estate and succession plan. When our families come in, we don't just plan that, okay, you're going to need an income stream to age 80 because people are living so much longer now. And I think when you were planning back in the 70s, oh, my income should last me, but it's not true anymore. We have so many people that are over the age of 100. So we need to ensure that that asset base can maintain that their life's purpose, the quality of life. We also see families that they might gift too early or they'll gift an asset that puts them their own retirement at risk, like adding a child to your property Um, adding them to your bank accounts, and then you're taking on the risk of your children. We also look at how their assets are held. Sometimes they take on undue risk within their own investment portfolio when they could have it principal guaranteed. And then also, they have too high of risk in their portfolio for the type of life that they want to create. So a good plan will take into what kind of life style do they want? What kind of income do they need? And always ensure that there's a safety net there so that they don't have to be looking at an age 90 and going, what am I going to do? And one of the key concerns a lot of our clients have is how do I make sure that I will be independent in my later years? People don't want to be a burden on their family. 
They don't want to have to move in and live with their children or receive uh, income supplements. They want to have some assurance that they will have enough of their own resources to last their lifetime. I wish I could do away with the word estate planning because it denotes death, Herb. Um, to me, it should be life planning that we create in our office. We create a strong room for families. That's the name of the show. Um, and what that provides families with is a life plan to protect themselves through their lifetime, that their income is still there. People live a lot longer, so we have to plan for that nowadays. Also, that their assets aren't in jeopardy of being um, at creditors' risks or those kind of things, that they're protected. Their lifestyle is protected. And then we support that by way of developing a really solid legal plan. Also, trust planning is often utilized. Then we also look at the tax plan. Tax, we don't want to pay undue tax if necessary. And so we don't just worry about today's test, but tax, but we also look at future years of tax that may be owed. How can we defer tax or minimize that? And that helps support the life plan as well. And then because we do all those three steps, it just naturally leads us to the legacy plan. What do you want your legacy to be? And that ensures the family harmony, which is so important. So that strong room makes up a full estate plan, but it has to have the thousand foot overview of what is your primary objective and that leads. So some families may even incur a little bit of extra tax, but it creates harmony for their family or they're trying to save tax, so they need to use different techniques. So every family is very different, and we never design the same plan twice. A reminder, the Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar is coming up Wednesday afternoon, August 26th. Register online at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.